Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word, your daily podcast for inspirational scriptures for your time of prayer and meditation. We are reading the conclusion of Proverbs chapter 25 for those who grab their Bibles, looking at verses 20 through 28 in the New American Standard Bible. It reads, Like one who takes off a garment on a cold day, or like vinegar on soda, is one who sings songs to a troubled heart. If your enemy is hungry, give him food to eat. And if he is thirsty, Give him water to drink, for you will heap burning coals on his head, and the Lord will reward you. The north wind brings rain, and a gossiping tongue brings an angry face. It is better to live on a corner of a roof than in a house shared with a contentious woman. Like cold water to a weary soul, so is good news from a distant land. Like a trampled spring and a polluted well, so is a righteous person who gives way before the wicked. It is not good to eat much honey, nor is it glory to search out one's own glory. Like a city that is broken into and without walls, so is the person who has no self-control over his spirit. Again, Proverbs 25, verses 20 through 28, in the New American Standard Bible, titled Hezekiah's Collection of Solomon's Proverbs. I'll be back with some... uh, Thoughts for Meditation. This is Hope Scott. I'm your host for 5 Minutes in the Word. Thank you for listening to my daily podcast. You can continue to listen on anchor.fm, but if you subscribe to my podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Tune in Radio, iHeartRadio, or any other major listening platform, you'll always know when a new episode is available. Thank you. Again, we're finishing up Proverbs chapter 25, looking at verses 20 through 28 in the New American Standard Bible. And remember, these are Proverbs of Solomon, which were uh, copied literally moved from one book to another by Hezekiah. Uh, And I have quite a bit to share. Verse 20, uh, translate the words soda to mean wound. And it said the Septuagint, which is an ancient Greek translation. So it translated the word soda to mean wounds, wound. And in that sense, acting joyfully towards someone in sorrow is like pouring vinegar on a wound. And that's a painful act. And I know as Christians, we want to bring life. We want to bring joy. That's just, you know, how we are. When we see someone who's down in spirit, we want to lift them up. But when their spirit is so low, they, to them, it's like a painful act to try to bring them out of that funk that they're in. 
And my daughter told me about one of her classmates who felt that like she was invisible, I guess would be the word. And they had to share like maybe their favorite thing. And her favorite thing was anything green. So my daughter said she went out and got some things that were green. She put them in a you know a gift bag and uh, left them for her friend, for the well the classmate. And she said the classmate was just so overwhelmed, so overjoyed that someone, you know, looked beyond her, her the her her facade. I'll say it's a facade because she had the facade of not wanting to be touched, of insulating herself so that she's not hurt, and that's how a lot of people are. And it's just as a Christian, it's our duty to uh, bring that life-giving, that cheerful word, to try to bring people out of that, that low place they're in. And then alternately, it says the reference to soda also has uh, the, an image of a counterproductivity because it says when you add um, vinegar to soda, it neutralizes it, neutralizes it, and destroys each other. So that's something to think about. You don't want to be that vinegar <laughs> that's going to um, destroy someone else. Vinegar poured on soda. Then verses twenty one and twenty two. Solomon talked earlier in the Proverbs about um, rejoicing at the enemy's defeat or. Again, seeking revenge, and you know that's human. That's what we. That's what we want. We rejoice when our enemies fall, even though they probably they probably rejoiced when we fell. But Solomon says, no, you shouldn't do that. This proverb, Solomon is telling telling us to show generosity to our enemies, and that generosity shames the en enemy and hopefully encourages repentance. And uh, remember, Paul said that we can overcome evil with good and that's in Romans 12 and um, the Solomon says it's like heaping uh, coals of loving kindness on their heads to bring them to such a state a broken state a tender frame of mind that they will seek our forgiveness and God's forgiveness in verse 23 it talks about that backbiting tongue that backbiting tongue will bring will provoke an angry countenance, and that should not ever be the um, what a, a Christian does, backbiting. It's like a north wind bringing forth rain. So just as sure as the north wind brings forth rain, that backbiting tongue is going to provoke angering, anger. Verse 25 talks about, again, Solomon is picking on women, saying that living with a contentious woman it's better to live on the corner of a roof. So again, and I'm thinking it's not just men, women who are contentious. Men can be contentious too. Then verse 25 talks about receiving good news from a faraway country. And I think about when my son, who's kind of stuck in New York right now because of uh, the pandemic, he hasn't been able to uh, do his job, his, you know, his career, which is a singer on cruise lines. So he hasn't been able to do that. But when he's overseas, it, I mean, it is refreshing to hear that he's doing well. And it also gives us encouragement because we know that our prayers, that our prayer covering of him is like, yes, I'm doing fine. Thank you for continuing to pray for me. And that's what, that good news. And then the commentary also pointed out that when we bring good news to four countries, especially the good news of Christ, 
how receptive receptive people are to hear because they know we came a great distance to share our love of God and his son with them and the uh, Holy Spirit with them. And in verse 26, talks about that polluted well. You don't want your life to be compromised so that people look at you saying that you have no, uh, you're no longer, I guess, a, a, an image of what they want to see in a Christian. So instead of clarity and life being uh, life-giving with clean and clear water, it's now compromised. It's like a dirty pool or polluted well. And that shouldn't be a Christian because that means we're not helping anyone. And then verse 27 talks about, again, eating too much honey. This time he said that uh, uh, instead of focusing on gluttony, he's focusing on humility. That we don't want to um, the, uh, have no self-control over his spirit. So we don't want to do that. And verse 28, which I did not look up, but I'm going to do it right quick because I want to make sure I get every verse because that was one of the ones I thought about making a picture of. A, broken, a city with a broken wall has no defense and is very vulnerable to every kind of a, attack. And we don't want to be that, that kind of person. It says whoever has no rule over his own spirit is like a city with a broken down wall. And we know that person that's always angry. They don't have control. That means everything sends them over the edge. And that doesn't want to, um, that doesn't want, to, we don't want that to be how people see us as Christians. And I've gone over my time, but let's pray. Father, we thank you. As we end this chapter, chapter 25 in the book of Proverbs, thank you for your word. Help us, God, to, um, to make your word a part of our life because we love you and we thank you for loving us. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for spending time in God's word with me. Be blessed.